January 10th, Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 17. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down from the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached Jesus. He knelt before him, worshiping. Lord, the man said, if you want to, you can make me well again. Jesus touched him. I want to, he said. Be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, Go right over to the priest and let him examine you. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy, so everyone will have proof of your healing. When Jesus arrived in Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and racked with pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Then the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, Go, and they go, or Come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, Do this or that, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be cast into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go on home. What you have believed has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. All the spirits fled when he commanded them to leave, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. But you know what's one thing that's been sad to me my life growing up in the church? So I'd be at a lot of cool events and you'd hear people share and talk and you would see people rally and want to go do something for Jesus, but then when it ends, people just get back to their normal life. They just, they go back home and then they get caught up in their job and school and the nine to five. You got to remember it and continue to live out that calling. Because a lot of times we don't actually take ownership of it. It's, it's on someone else. Well, guess what? Someone else is, is going to go live out the Great Commission. Because God is calling you to something special. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a pastor, if it's a teacher, if it's a missionary, if it's just someone that serves at whatever it is you're doing right now. But you're called to be a part of it. There's a picture that I stumbled across. 
and it's one of Time's 100 most influential images of all time. And it's the picture of this young girl. She's on her way from her village to a feeding center not far away. And she's so malnourished and she's moving so slow that this vulture is waiting to attack. So the young man that took this picture and he was told because of some of the sicknesses in the areas, don't touch anybody, don't do anything. And so he didn't, he didn't, he did nothing. Because apparently the cost was too much. So he left, he went back, the New York Times published this photo in 1993. In 94, he won the Pulitzer Prize for this photo. Four months after this, he chose to end his life. You see, every single one of us, we have a chance to be successful in life. There's nothing wrong with being successful, but success is just about you. But significance is about other people. You see, that man that took that picture, he had success. That's one of the greatest honors a photographer could ever have. But obviously it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So what's gonna be enough for you? You see, success is great. You can do a lot of things with it, but it's not gonna be fulfilling. But when you have a life of significance that's focused on other people, that's focused on the Great Commission, that is focused on bringing the love of Jesus to hurting people around the world, you have a life of significance and that will be fulfilling, that will be life-changing, it will be life-giving and I believe one day you will hear when you get to heaven, one day, good job, good job, that a boy, well done my good and faithful servant. And I think the greatest tragedy in life is we're gonna look back one day and say, I was successful in things that don't matter. I want you to be successful, but more than anything, I want you to be significant. And when you live for Jesus and you love people, I believe you're gonna have a life of significance.